Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to Matthew uh, chapter 16. Starting in verse 13. Matthew, Matthew 16. <clears throat> Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, saying, Who do you men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And so they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Our gracious Father, we thank you so much for this day that, that we could come together. A day that, that from the very beginning of time, that you knew we would be here. Father, I, I ask that, that in each of our hearts, that you would open our hearts, that your spirit would just come amongst us, and that, and that you would allow your spirit to help us discern your word and to be able to, to feel your presence in all that we are doing here this morning. Father, we ask your blessings upon us as we look at, at a year past but are looking at this year to come. Father, we, we thank you. Thank you that we don't do it alone, but that you're here. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Please, please leave your Bibles open. <clears throat> it's one of the things that a lot of people do when, when it comes down to um, getting ready to jump into this, into this next year. What do a lot of people do? Res- yeah, yeah. They make New Year's resolutions. There's something about, there it is, and, and, and you have to admit, it's almost as if it doesn't matter what, what your past year was, was, was like, whether you got something good going or, or whether you had a tough year or whatever. There is something about January 1st that is, that is special because people look at it as, as a new beginning. They're looking at it as, as, as a fresh a fresh start. 
They want to they do something different. There's something, I don't, I don't know why on, on July 13th or July 15th or July 1st, I'm things are going to be better, but we never, we never really seem to think about that. We always have to wait until it's, it's, I'm not on, am I? I'm going to make a New Year's resolution that next year I'll turn on my mic. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I was doing fine. Well, you can go, okay. Did you catch all of that? Oh, I don't know why we we can't have new starts when we decide we need to have new starts. But there is something about about January 1. January 1 is when it all starts fresh. January 1 is when all the bowl games start. See, that's... uh, Unless you're an Ohio State fan, and then they're they're kind of yeah they don't play this year, but but you know it's it is it's it's that new new start. We we judge ourselves over our past year. It's and you know something. Sometimes we are so rough on ourselves. Sometimes we're the harshest critic that that we have. In in looking at our past year and 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 trying to figure out. You know, what, what we did and what we could have done better and, and this next year is going to, is going to be better. We're, we are, we're our harshest critic a lot of times. Fill in the blank. Next year, I'm going to, what? What are you going to do? How many of you have a plan for next year? How many? Ooh, there, yeah, oh, yeah, we got a few. The rest of you just aren't going to admit it, are you? That's, yeah, we, we do. We set up a plan. And, and we set up that plan to, to, to give us a, a direction. I, you know, unfortunately, a, a lot of times, even in a church, we could do that. And we should do that. Because, you know, as much as, as Sunday mornings are, are great and everything else, a church needs direction. Church needs to know where it's heading. And, and, and if, you know, a church, I, I guess isn't any, well, no, I, I won't say that. I won't say it's not any different than any other organization. It is. Because we got a lot at stake here. We got lives at stake. We got eternity at stake. And, and next year, I, I would like to take a picture of, of you, um, today. And then next year, I'd like to take another picture and see what it looks like. Because I, I really do feel that next year is going to be an awesome year at Trinity. I really do believe that we're going to take steps in the way that it should be done and that we're going to reach out into this community. And, and, and folks, that's a good resolution. That's a good, that's a good goal. And as we start setting it up for this next year, I'm excited. I'm excited about, about the possibilities 
You know, the, there's, there is a difference between this and, and any other organization because God is really in control. He is in control. And, and, and to know that, that the one who created you and me and the one that, that created good grief, have you ever walked outside at night and just looked at the stars in the sky? Have you ever actually done that? And to say that, the God that created that, that star, as he created, created and said, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to put a dipper over here. I'm going to put that one there. And then I'm going to put a little dipper over here. But that God knows your name. He knows you. He knows this church. He's the one who is in charge of this church. And he has a plan. And that plan we get to be a part of. Go figure. Who are we? Who are we? Um, there, there's a there's a movie uh, uh, out there. Oh, you got to help me with the name here. It's called Indescribable, and it, and it was written by or it was it's it's a preacher up there, and his name is Ah. Good grief. <laughs> I don't know either. <clears throat> But you know what they did? He's talking about the vastness of, of the universe. And, and, you know, Hubble did this for us. Uh, we sent Hubble up there and, and it, and it can look out into other, other universes. And, 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 and as it looks out there, the color, the beauty, ah, oh, is, is just, it's indescribable. I guess that's what we should call that movie, but it is. And, and as we, as you look out there and you see the colors, you realize what an artist God is. The magnificence of, of this God. And, and, and as we had sent a satellite out years and years and years ago, that satellite went out and, 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 uh, I don't know if we still have control of it or not, but one of the last things that thing did was spin around and take a picture of Earth. Do you know how minuscule earth is in this universe how how incredible incredibly minuscule and it's and it's this little dot in in the in the middle of all this beauty any closer and we're toast any farther away and we'd freeze to death and our god created that and he put us right there. And he made the access just right so that we have the seasons. He did all of that. And then he created you. You. And he created me. And, and he made me kind of funny. But, but he did that. That's who we worship. You know, I, I, I just, I just go there sometimes. And I'm, I'm in completely in awe of who this God is. How big we sometimes make ourselves feel. Man, all you gotta do is look at that. You ain't gonna feel big no more. You'll feel privileged. Privileged. Privileged to be part of something that He wants to have done. 
That's what Trinity is. It's a part of something that God wants to have done. How do you feel about it now? Is it just a place to come to on Sunday mornings? Nah. Nah, it's not. But that God that created all that stuff, created all that beauty, brought us here today. And we're here to worship Him. Isn't that cool? I, I, you know, um, in Sunday school this morning we were talking about, about you know, where, where it says in Scripture that we're supposed to be as a child. You know, come to Him as a child. Have you ever thought about that? What does that mean to you? Does it mean you cry all the time? No. It means that you have wonder and, and that, and that you have trust and, and that you, you have this, this feeling. One, one of the, one of the people in class said, it's, it's like a child seeing his mom on the other side of the road and just wants to run to her. Just, you know, no cars, get the cars out of the way, right across the road, right into mom's arms, right into dad's arms. That's a child. You would run to God as, as a child. You would have the wonder as, as a child. And you see, folks, I can't, I can't look at the stars in the sky. I can't look at the beauty of, of a universe, the color of a universe without, without being just nothing but a kid. Just sit there and go, Wow. And he knows me. He knows. See, I, a long time ago, long time ago, I, I heard that God knows us so well, he knows every hair on our head and all that. That never really impressed me all that much. And as I look out there, that ain't too tough of a job. I could, I could count the number of hairs on your head. So I, you know, there's some of it that make it, make it a pretty easy thing to be able to count the number of hairs on our head. But it, it struck me. It, it hit me in the head like a brick. And I thought, and it came to me that day, he knows my name. He knows me. It takes you back to being a kid again. It takes you back to that childlike behavior before God. How awesome that is. That's how we're supposed to look at it. And, and when we look at, at, at starting this new, next year, I look at the church and I go, wow, we get to be a part of his plan. Isn't that an awesome? Does that make you just go, does that give you goosebumps? Or, or as we used to say when we were kids, moose bumps, moose bumps. It's exciting. It's exciting. People coming to Jesus Christ. People's lives being changed. Wow! It's awesome. Because you know why? I'd be able to give them what I got. I would. I'd be able to, I, I, I could take somebody and, and, and introduce them to Jesus. And next year, next year they could say, wow! Have you ever looked in the stars at the sky and, and looked at the universe and all that stuff? We're part of that. That's what God does for us. That's what Jesus Christ does for us. He's awesome. He's awesome. And we get to be a part of this. Oh, i got a sermon to do. Huh. 
next year? What is next year going to look like? Is there is there something about yourself that you want to change? Are, are you going to um, a change um, financially or physically? Or are you going to change your attitude? Maybe you're going to fix somebody else. That'll get you in trouble. That'll get you in trouble. Maybe, maybe you're going to help others. People need help. Folks, I, I, I tell you, the missions in this church have grown. We're, we're able to make a substantial gift to different missions in this community. So that's something that you couldn't really do before when it was the UMC. Now when we're a, a local church, we're really a local church. And we see a mission that needs to be touched, and we can do it. And, and we have. Next year it's going to be better. Next year is going to be more. Next year is, is, is going to make a difference. This church, Trinity Church, is going to make a difference in this community. You get to be part of it. You get to be a part of it. Have you put any thought into this at all? I, is there going to be a difference in you between the 2012 model and the 2013? You know, is it is it going to be sleeker? 45 pounds. Hey. 45 pounds. Yeah. That's almost three bowling balls. We're going to have less recalls. You know, are we going to take care of each other better? You know, a popular resolution to work on is relationships. It really is. Not not only um, relationships with, within the church, but relationships with families. It's, it's a time to, to patch, patch things up. A, a, a time to heal. A, t- a time to mend those fences. Y- you know it. I, I don't know. You do. You know there's a, fen- a fence to mend sometimes. You know there is. And as you look at this new year, will forgiveness play a big part in your new year? Where will that stand? Does God want you to forgive? Flip over in your Bibles. Uh, in in my case, it's the next page. Um, to Matthew chapter 18 and verse 21. Then Peter, 18.21 in Matthew. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often... Shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought before him who owed him ten thousand talents, which folks... That's a humongous amount of money. Um, But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold 
with his wife and children and all that he had and made payment and that payment be made. And the servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, which is not much. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. And so his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servant just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. And so my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespass. Do you think relationships are important for the Lord? Do you think forgiveness is important? Folks, I, I, uh, when, when you look at, at Scripture and you understand the the sin in our lives, that we were born into sin. And, and there was no way, no way that we could ever have reconciled ourselves back to the Lord. It was not going to happen. And Jesus Christ paid that price. He went to the cross. He shed His blood. He, be, he was that perfect Lamb. And He shed His blood for the forgiveness of our sin. You didn't deserve it and I didn't deserve it. Understand there was no, nobody deserved that. And then someone in your life offends you, and believe me, people can offend you, and it can be downright cruel. Cruel. And yet the Lord says, I forgave you. Can you forgive? And we sit back and we say, uh-uh, no way. No way. That is not happening. You don't know what they did to me. Can you imagine the Lord saying, oh, I, I didn't know what they had done to me? Of course it was. And folks, I'm not saying that, that if, if someone walked into your house and they stole all the money that you had sitting on the counter and, 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 and would not give it back, that when I say that you need to forgive them, that does not mean that you turn them loose in your house again and allow them to do the same thing to you again. I'm not saying that. But there is something about forgiveness and the forgiveness that we need to be able to offer to others. It is such an unnatural thing. And, and I have to go back to not the school shooting that just happened, but do you remember, wasn't it the Mormons, Mormon children that were killed in a school quite a few years ago? 
Amish. Thank you. See, I got the note down. And, and they stood up and they said, we forgive this man. We forgive him. And the rest of the world says, what are you, nuts? You just killed your kids. And they said, no, we forgive him. It doesn't mean that they would sell him a gun. It doesn't mean that they would give him the opportunity to do it again. But they forgave him. They forgave him. Forgiveness is something, folks, that we need to have. Why? Because you were forgiven and you didn't deserve it. That's why. And with all of the Scripture in the Bible about relationships, forgiveness is right there. And you you would get an impression by reading Scripture that relationships are important to God. And they are. The relationships that we have with each other, the relationships that we have outside the church are important. They're important. Our relationships and our marriages are important. And most of all, and the number one relationship is the relationship that we have with God. That relationship is above above and beyond all others. Do you realize that by making your relationship with God a priority, that it can make your worldly relationships better? It just works that way. To love God more than you love your wife. To love God more than you love your husband. Why? the way God wants it to be. Because He'll never take your your commitment away from your wife. He'll never take your commitment away from your husband. He'll never do that. But your relationship with God is what comes first. God first in your relationship is, is first makes your marriage or, or makes your the, the relationship in your marriage stronger. I knew that as, as I grew up, that I had God in, in, in our family. I knew that it took our family as, as a child, and it just melded that, that family unit together. And as I went out on my own, and as we tried to make a, a, a living, and as I had taken God and I'd put him on the back shelf, there was something wrong in our family. And I, oh, folks, I knew what it was. I knew what the problem was. Because I, I, I hadn't put God where he rightfully belonged in my marriage and in my family. I knew it. And until that happened, the the gelling wasn't there. But it is. It is now. And that's, that's what is so important about. See, one of the requirements of of an improved relationship is to know that person better. Is to know about them. Is to know them and to care about them. To know that person's likes, their dislikes, all of the things about them. To improve your relationship with Jesus Christ is to know Him better. Folks, there is no other way. You want to know Jesus Christ better? You need to know Him. You need to get into your Word into the Word of God and you need to to come with Him 
Come to him like a child. Like I was talking before, run across the street and jump into his arms. That's an improved relationship. Relationships. Who do you remember in that in scripture where I was reading where where he was he was looking at his disciples? Jesus was looking at him and he's saying, Who? Who do you say that I am? And they said, Some Elijah, John the Baptist, blah 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 blah, some of the prophets and all that. But no, no. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? That's an important question, folks. Do you ever known anybody who was a name dropper? Do you, you ever been with somebody who goes, Ah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, sure, yeah, we're buds. Name droppers. Is Jesus, is the name of Jesus uh, something you use as a name dropper? What is your relationship? You know, when we talk about re- witnessing, I've always said, you don't, you don't come up to somebody and say, have you found Jesus? Because then your answer, their answer will be, I didn't know he was lost. But when you come to someone and you want to talk about Jesus, you talk about what Jesus has done in your life. What difference did Jesus make in, in your life? What has he done for you? But you see, you can't do that if you really don't know who Jesus is in your life. You can't do that if you're only using Jesus as a name dropper. You can't do that. And, 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 and sad to say, some of the churches today are so concerned about social issues that Jesus has become cloudy. That Jesus becomes secondary in a church a lot of times because there's so many other things that we have to take care of. Not here. Jesus Christ is first and foremost in this church. And and my hope for anyone who, who attends this church, I don't care who you are, is that through all of this and through our time together, that your relationship with Jesus Christ would be improved. That you would come to know him on, on a different, on a different level. I don't think we ever reach that, that pinnacle. I don't think we ever reach that point of, of, of completeness. Because I think that there is always more, always more to know about Jesus Christ. Has Jesus taken that rightful position in your life? Or is he just a, just an acquaintance? Maybe this year you need to reacquaint yourself with Christ. Don't be afraid to do that. Please don't be afraid to do that. Don't let someone sitting next to you say, I, I, I thought you've, you've always, you've always been here in church. What do you mean you don't know Christ? What's more important? What your neighbor thinks or your eternity? What is more important? Your relationship with Him will will set the tone for every relationship in your life, bar none. It will. When, when, folks, when your vertical, vertical relationship is right, vertical, when that relationship is right, 
that vertical relationship between you and Jesus Christ, when that's right, the horizontal relationships work out. Understand. The horizontal relationships, there's nothing to hold them there unless it's the vertical one is right and the vertical one is grounded in in Jesus Christ. You want to make a New Year's resolution? One that will really change your life for the better. Make Jesus, make Jesus your priority. Make Him your New Year's resolution. Make Him number one. All the things that are important in your life today, cast them aside. And put Him where He rightfully belongs in your life. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You. Oh, Lord, I, th- I thank You for Jesus. I thank You for who He is in, in, in our lives. I thank You for the the thrill of, of, of a coming year and what it means. And to know that, that Jesus is number one in, in this church. And that as important as all the things of the world and all the different projects that we have and as important as they are, it'll always be about Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. Father, we thank you for Jesus. And as As we go into this new year, Father, just open our hearts. Open our hearts, open our minds into your leading for this next year. And we pray this in your most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.